after four delays, one which came even before the pandemic, No Time to Die has finally hit theaters around the world. So let's review it. No Time to Die is the 25th James Bond film and the fifth and final one to star Daniel Craig. Films directed by Kerry Fukunaga and the rest of the cast includes Leah Sadu, Lashana Lynch, Ben Wishaw, Naomi Harris, Jeffrey Wright, Christoph Waltz, Ray Fiennes, Ana de Armas, Billy Magnuson, and Rami Malek. Bond has left active service and is enjoying a tranquil life in Jamaica. His piece is short-lived when his old friend Felix Leiter from the CIA turns up asking for help. The mission to rescue a kidnapped scientist turns out to be far more treacherous than expected, leading Bond onto the trail of a mysterious villain armed with dangerous new technology. Hey everyone, so the day is finally here. No Time to Die has arrived. And if you've been following my podcast for any bit now, you know that I've been super excited for this movie. It's been my most anticipated movie for the past two years now. And obviously Daniel Craig being my personal favorite Bond, I've been so looking forward to seeing how his story would conclude. This is a spoiler-free review. And the question on everyone's mind going into this movie, obviously, because Daniel Craig's five Bond movies really do feel connected in a sense. So everyone's the question on everyone's mind going into this movie is does this movie conclude daniel craig's you know tenure as bond in a satisfying way well find out in this spoiler free review and getting right into it i left the theater feeling incredibly satisfied in terms of this movie closing out daniel craig's you know tenure as james bond and the difference with this Bond franchise than the previous ones, whether it's with Pierce Brosnan, Sean Connery, or Roger Moore, Bond actually has a character arc in this franchise, and including in this movie, pretty much everything you felt in the previous couple of movies ties back into here. Everything you went through has a major impact. The events of Spectre do have consequences on this movie, even what Bond goes through in that movie. And I just really appreciated that they actually had like a connected story. Now, I'm sure there are going to be a few fans, and I've already seen a few fans complain that they prefer the more um, episodic solo movie approach, which I'm, which I'm actually okay with. But I feel like this approach has allowed us to have a James Bond who's really stood out. And I really appreciate that, and I really like that the character has a through line, and I, I care for this character enough to be you know, to feel all the things the movie wants me to feel in this, you know, I guess you could say finale of sorts. And with that said, let's, you know, going as a finale, I think this is easily the most emotional James Bond movie ever made. I don't think there's even question around that. I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything that happens in the movie, but there's a lot of moments where the movie tries to, you know, like, be emotional, tries to have a lot of heart, and I think it succeeds at doing all of that, and this is easily the most emotional James Bond movie ever. Bond movies aren't really known to be like this emotional deep dives into human beings or anything, but this movie was an emotional movie, and it was a very satisfying closeout for Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig as James Bond, in my opinion. And, you know, speaking on Daniel Craig, let's get into his performance, because he is absolutely fantastic in this. It might be actually his best performance as James Bond. I think he gets to show the widest range of emotion. Again, I don't feel like he's ever, Daniel Craig in this movie, he's ever having as much fun as he was in Casino Royale, but this is a very different type of story, so I think it worked. 
And I thought Daniel Craig was awesome. And I really, and I know it's not going to happen, but I really want the, the just awards to get him to get some awards rec- recognition for this movie because I think he delivers one of the best male lead performances I've seen this year, at least in my opinion. But then again, I could be biased how much I love this character and especially Daniel Craig's portrayal of him. But I thought he was awesome in this movie. Still works in the action, can still show emotion. It's a lot more human, and I just love that. Getting into the side characters, Ana de Armas, who has a very short appearance in this movie, is awesome. She's probably the standout among the side characters, even though she's only in one scene. And I left wanting so much more of her. And if they're going to reboot James Bond, they brought characters across the actors before, so I would actually like them to bring this character back. And she's really young, especially even in like this universe. And you'll know what I mean as soon as you see the movie. So I would really like to see more of her in the future, even if it's in you know, with another actor as James Bond. Then, of course, we also have Lashana Lynch as the new double-O agent in this movie. And I really like her back and forth with James Bond. I think it really works. Her character never feels forced into the movie, and I don't think she's in it as much as I even expected. So for a lot of people who are worried she would overtake the movie, that's never how it comes across. All of our MI6 regulars in here, like Hugh and Moneypenny, are both great. And I really enjoyed both them and their banter with Bond. And Ray Fiennes as him is much better in this movie than he was in Spectre and gets like some really great scenes to show his acting chops, especially going back and forth with Daniel Craig, which I, you know, really appreciated. But one of the biggest surprises of the cast for me was actually Leah Sadu as Madeline, who gives a really emotional performance. But why it's a surprise for me is that while I liked her in Spectre, I just didn't really buy the chemistry and relationship between her and James Bond. And this movie does a much better job of doing it. At points, it does rely on you caring for them a bit more than you might actually do. But this movie makes me buy into it a lot more. And I liked her character more in here than I did in Spectre. And felt like she could stand up for herself a bit more. And she also gave a really fantastic emotional performance and, and you know, added a lot to the movie, especially when it comes to Bond's character. And I really appreciated that. And getting into the more technical aspects, the action, the visuals, the locations are absolutely gorgeous in this. And I mean, like just in terms of the locations, it is another globe-trotting James Bond movie. We are in different places around the world, and all of them have their own distinct look. I don't know if I can, you know, the locations, I don't know if they're not really the most exotic we've ever seen in a Bond movie. But for the story, it works really well. And there's some really fantastic looking places, and along with that, some of, most of them have at least one action scene in them, and that really does create a diverse, you know, variety in the action scenes. There's a lot of chases. One you've seen in the trailer in Matera, Italy, which is absolutely phenomenal. There's a, there's even a one-take fight. I'm not going to spoil the circumstances of it at all, but it's a bit later in the movie, and it was just so intense, so well done. I absolutely loved that. It. it was awesome. And there's also a, I guess you would say kind of, st- not really stealth, but there's a scene that takes place in the forest which with a lot of fog. The one you saw at the end of the second trailer is that little teaser. That sequence was amazing. I love the atmosphere of it. And some of what Kerry Fukunaga, Fukunaga brings, he actually brings a bit of, not much, but a few horror elements to the movie and a few scenes, particularly the opening scene. I'm not going to spoil at all how it plays out, but... I really like that. It was different for this franchise, and I really like that scene in the forest, especially where it was kind of like a stealth mission in a video game, which I personally really enjoyed. And I really liked the action. It was visceral, it was brutal, but it was also 
over the top and bombastic at points. I, I love the spectrum of things we got. And even though this is an extremely long movie, two hours and 43 minutes, the longest Bond movie of all time, like nearly 20 minutes longer than Spectre, I never feel the length. Despite this movie being very dialogue heavy for a lot of it, and I'm not going to lie, it is. It's still, at least for me, always engaging and fun. And I'm going to say this about this movie is that like Spectre, for example, is like 15, 20 minutes shorter, but I can, that movie drags so much at so many different points, especially we watching it this past week. This movie, although it's, although it's a bit more slow in the middle act, it's a bit more talky, it's always engaging and also really fun to watch the entire time, which I've seen people on social media say the opposite thing of what I'm saying, so I don't know if this was just me, but I really enjoyed spending time with these characters, and maybe without them it would be a bit more boring. But I was always engaged and invested. And actually, in terms of characters, I should also say this is by far the most jokey I've ever seen Daniel Craig's James Bond. He delivers some genuinely really funny one-liners. And the rest of the cast, and I actually really like the scent of humor in this movie. I thought it was pretty sharp. It wasn't, you know, it never, ever intercut the tension, which one of my biggest complaints with, you know, like blockbusters nowadays is that. And unfortunately, Marvel did kind of start that trend, especially recently in terms of Cut, intercutting, intercutting the dramatic moments with jokes. And luckily, this movie doesn't do that. It is emotional. You feel it when, you know, when they, they're, the movie's trying to basically punch you in the gut. You feel that punch. And this movie does a great job of balancing those two tones, making a fun movie, that, but also makes it satisfying in terms of a closeout for Daniel Craig's era as James Bond. But even in terms of the plot itself, like it's actually not all that complicated. It's just that the main thing driving the whole story forward, like kind of the, the, you know, the big scale threat, is a lot less important when it comes to this movie, even though it is very important. But it's just met with so many underlying layers in terms of characters' relationships that the main plot doesn't need to be like, I don't know, like this really intricately developed super original plot line because it's not really that it kind of has a pretty cliche james james bond movie plot at the center of it but this is not your average james bond movie it doesn't follow a formula it's way more than that and i get it if some pure like hardcore james bond fans are disappointed by that and they kind of just want you know like the formulaic bond movie this movie is not that at all it does way more than that. It goes far beyond what most Bond movies do and kind of in a similar way to Casino Royale and Skyfall, which is what I'll say. And I, But even with the plot not being like anything special, I was still engaged in the unraveling of the mysteries, of the stories of the characters, and it leads into an intense climax and a very riveting climax and unraveling of events that I think all led up to pretty much by the time the credits rolled I think I could easily call this a great send-off for Daniel Craig as Bond. And I really appreciated that this movie was able to stick the landing for me. Now, this movie is not perfect. Well, no movie really is perfect. But there are a few issues to discuss here, so let's get into those really quickly. And now quickly getting into my issues. I'm not going to spend too long on this because they weren't, they weren't a deal-breaker for me whatsoever. But I do have to admit that the plot did get a bit muddled, especially when the movie transitioned from its second to third act. Like, I was kind of confused in a few situations about which character knew what about which character, and as well as 
how certain characters tied together. And some of that does play really heavily, especially in the early parts of the third act. And I think that it was a bit unclear the way it was laid out. And it felt like a character knew something, but the audience was told earlier that they didn't know it. We never actually got to see their reaction to it. That is the most vague thing I could have said, but I'm genuinely trying my best not to ruin the experience for anyone, you know, when it comes to this movie. So in terms of that, it does get a bit muddled. But the third act itself, the action that happens, even the way the story closes out, the way it resolves, the climax, I loved all of that. I love the way it played out. I love the kind of, you know, I love some of the action and the gunplay, and it was all fantastic. I'm just saying that in terms of the plot itself, like by the time, the more the third act went on, the more it started you know, coming together a bit for me, but but I will say it was a bit muddled, and it felt like in cer- at certain points, it felt like the writers had to cheat a bit to get, to let certain scenarios play out, but this is one that I am going to have to watch on second viewing and see if it does come to come, come together better, and hopefully I can talk about it in my Daniel Craig ranking in a few days, and my biggest issue that I'm not really mixed on and know that this probably won't get better on rewatches is... Rami Malek's villain character, Safin. I thought Rami Malek did a decent job, but I heard going in that the character was a bit underused, and oh my god, is that true? Because he's barely in this, and he just wasn't as memorable as previous Bond villains, and I feel like he should have been given more development and been used more, and I think I would have really loved him if that happened. And yeah, before heading off and getting into my final thoughts, I know I've talked about this movie for so long now, but it feels like such a long journey getting here. I just want to get everything all my thoughts down. Um, some people are going to leave this movie being really upset about some of the big, bold choices made by the filmmakers. Again, this isn't your typical Bond movie. It doesn't follow a formula, and it does take big swings in terms of this franchise, and I think that coming out of it, some people might be mixed on those decisions. Before I get into my final thoughts, if you did enjoy this review, make sure to come back in a few days where I rank the Daniel Craig James Bond movies. I will probably be on Sunday. And if you did enjoy this and you want to check out my reviews of the other Daniel Craig Bond movies, I did review them like a year and a half ago when this movie was originally set to come out. Now let's get into my final thoughts. No Time to Die was everything I wanted. It's the most emotional James Bond movie to date. Closes out Daniel Craig's tenure as the character with an absolute bang. This is probably Craig's best performance in any of the movies, and all the supporting cast are great too, especially Ana de Armas. The action in the movie is also fantastic, and there's a lot of action, and all the sequences have a very distinct flavor that I really appreciated. And despite being the longest Bond film ever, this movie never gets boring and is always entertaining and fun the entire time. I'm going to give No Time to Die an A-. And if you're an absolute shill for the Daniel Craig era of Bond, and it's what introduced you to the character, go check this thing out as soon as you can. And as soon as it hits home video, absolutely do buy it. And that's exactly how I felt being such a fan of this Daniel Craig era of the franchise. But if you're a bit more of a pure purist in terms of a James Bond fan, and you, you know, were introduced to it through, through like the movies from the 70s and 80s, this movie doesn't follow that formula and it does take big swings and if you think you're not gonna you know if you think that you're not really ready for the character to go a certain direction and you haven't liked what the daniel craig movies have done this movie is not going to win you over at all but again i think almost everyone will have a fantastic time but i think the core james bond fan base 
maybe kind of divided on this. And I'll leave it at that. When I do my ranking in a few days, I will get into spoilers. And that's when I'll let you know my thoughts on all of those things. With that said, thank you guys so much for listening. I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye.